This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Tuesday afternoon, April 12th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. The company Beyond Meat is expanding distribution of its product line, including its chicken alternative. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the latest report on inflation shows it at a 40-year high. We're joined by Diane Swank, Chief Economist, Grant Thornton, based in Chicago. Diane, thanks for joining us today. 8.5%, the consumer price index, uh, higher than a year ago. Uh, the highest number since December of 1981, hotter than analysts' expectations. But if you look under the hood, there are some signs that it may be peaking. Uh, Diane, what would a peak in inflation look like? And uh, what would America's Americans' pocketbooks look like in uh, the coming months if it were to slow down? Well, that would be the good news, and we are hoping that it does peak. The problem is, you know, what happens to prices at the pump, which have come down a bit from their highs, although they're slower to show up on those prices that you pump out of the gas station. They go up really quickly, but they don't come off as quickly as oil prices come off. And some of the reasons that we're seeing the slowdown in oil prices, one is because we're seeing a record release of strategic oil reserves around the world, which is trying to help supply of oil. It's a global supply issue, but also we're seeing China in new lockdowns, and China is the second largest economy in the world, and of course, as it goes into these new lockdowns under the Omicron wave, um, and it's zero tolerance for any kind of outbreaks, that is curbing demand for oil, which is slowing down the price of oil as well. But it does create some other problems in the supply chain. And we do know that everything from an earthquake in Japan, which further disrupted chip production uh, in the auto industry, to the lockdowns we're seeing in China and other disruptions from Ukraine, even we saw some critical key component plants shut down due to war in Ukraine and actually slow down production of vehicles. That could mean some of the goods prices that we had hoped to behind us come back and haunt us again in the course of this year. And I think inflation will continue to come off of the high levels we've seen. The question is, will it get cool enough to the touch to stop the Fed from raising rates? And I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. In fact, I think we're going to see the Fed move aggressively in both May and June with half percent moves and announce reductions in that sort of big balance sheet they got. And that's a, a much more different kind of animal than just rate hikes alone, because there's not a lot of um, 
we don't have a lot of history of dealing with reducing the Fed's balance sheet and how that will affect credit markets. And so as the Fed hits the brakes here or taps on the brakes, it also is doing a bit of a maneuver um, driving in reverse with regard to their balance sheet. And that will hopefully bring down inflation more. But the question is, is it a gradual sort of landing that we hit? Do we softly land out there and sort of nicely have demand meet supply and not have inflation be a problem? Or is a little more rocky, and my fear is that as the Fed sort of, you know, hitting reverse, it's a, it's hard to drive in the rearview mirror, and that that could be a rocky ride in and, the second half of 2022. And then, Diane, very quickly, uh, food prices uh, for a number of staples up uh, on a double-digit percentage basis, except for apples, up by uh, a more modest 7.2%. Is that yeah. merely a reflection of gas prices showing up and the cost to uh, move products uh, from one destination to another as they make their way to the grocery store? Just that we also are seeing grain prices go up in response to the loss and potential losses from both Russia production and Ukraine production. But also we're seeing uh, worldwide, we've seen outbreaks of the bird flu, which has meant a lot of poultry and livestock has been killed or has died. And that is constraining. Um, we're seeing protein prices, things like meats, fish, poultry, um, and eggs have gone up at a double digit rate for seven months in a row. We've not seen a string of increases like that since 1978. So that's not just the price of oil showing up in transportation costs. It's also some more um, dramatic supply constraints due to either extreme weather or the war in Ukraine and um, other external factors like the bird flu actually affecting some of these livestock out there. And, you know, we had seen last year at this time, we were seeing some disruptions to things because outbreaks were occurring within actual food processing plants. So I think this is a bigger issue, and it really is an issue that could affect world hunger as well. So it's one we really, really watch closely. Well, thanks for joining us, Diane Swamp, Chief Economist, Grant Thornton, based in Chicago. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Beyond Meat is greatly expanding the distribution of its plant-based chicken tender alternative. Let's talk about the expansion with Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach based in Chicago. Izzy, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Beyond Meat has been around for a couple of years. It's been introduced in some major restaurant chains. Uh, but is it having a moment because uh, faux meat is a possible inflation fighter? Well, I don't think it's having a moment. I think they're about to have the moment. Uh, you're right. Inflation is a huge part of it. And as a matter of fact, the last three months, I've been going on a lot of tastings around the country, specifically uh, for these plant-based products, chicken especially. And as your uh, last interview uh, talked about, the price of chicken is going up exponentially. So a lot of my concentration with my customers is let's look at these products because on their own, so far they're very good. Can we incorporate them into products that people just want to order, even though it's a plant-based product? Now it's at uh, it's been Beyond Meat and other faux meat uh, uh, companies uh, have reached partnerships with uh, fast food restaurants. Um, how about adopting? a Beyond Meat style product or another faux meat product at either a quick service sit-down restaurant or a fine dining establishment? Or has that already happened? 
Well, it is already happening. And as I said, I, I uh, was in California last month doing a tasting just on these products uh, for only full service restaurants, no, uh, no fast food or quick service. So we are trying to figure out ways to incorporate this into full service and casual uh, sit down restaurants. And I think it's going to take hold because uh, the price is just forcing us to become more creative. Now, at the same time, uh, people are still coming back to restaurants. They have, uh, they, they're still sitting on top of a big pile of savings from uh, 2020 and portions of 2021. Uh, they feel like they have the green light to go out there and do things. And uh, is the restaurant industry as a whole benefiting uh, even with inflation of staple food products? Uh, you know, we certainly are. Uh, you know, restaurant sales are going up. But, you know, one of the things that I've seen in a lot of stores is if you look at uh, products like Coca-Cola and, and those things in, in uh, uh, bottles and you see the size uh, shrinking and the price staying the same, uh, we're seeing that in restaurants. I mean, a lot of uh, people who have had chicken wings on their menu who used to serve 10 wings to an order are charging at the same price but serving seven wings. So uh, it is a real balancing act as these prices go up. And as I said, I mean, a lot of my clients in full-service restaurants and even fine dining are very open to looking at these alternatives. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the Restaurant Coach, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next, a new model of electric vehicle features a range of nearly 450 miles. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The electric car maker Lucid has unveiled its latest model as it looks to compete with rival Tesla and others. Let's get the latest now from a current EV driver. We welcome in Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive reporter based in Detroit. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. And uh, are you currently behind the wheel of a Kia electric vehicle or uh, did you just test drive one? And if so, what was it like? Yeah, I'm test driving the Kia EV6 right now because I test drive a number of vehicles for for my job. And I got to tell you, it's it's a wonderful vehicle. It's got about 250 miles of range, handles nicely, and and, and I would say it's one of the top EVs out there. I only had one issue. They didn't give me a home charging cord with it. Well, that's that's the big question, and that leads us to the next discussion, and that is uh, uh, the uh, the range of electric vehicles and your ability to charge them uh, easily at home or elsewhere. Now, Lucid is out with this uh, high-performance luxury sedan uh, that has a range of 446 miles, uh, which is equivalent to uh, one tank of gas if you have a, uh, a hybrid and you're doing highway driving in a uh, higher fuel efficiency car. Yeah, Lucid claims to have a, a different kind of battery chemistry where which they can milk more range out of. And I, I had a chance to drive the original Lucid Air for, for about an hour last fall, and it, it is an awesome vehicle. I mean, it feels like you're driving a Mercedes, and it has the great acceleration with 1,000 horsepower. And, and Lucid isn't selling a lot of these high-end ones, $169,000, $179,000 models, but what, what they're hoping to do is go down market a bit and get things out in the entry-level luxury segment, which will be in the 70s or 80s. Now, obviously, uh, 
the production plans for electric vehicles across the entire automotive industry, Tesla included, uh, were put in place before the uh, latest run-up in gas prices. Uh, But even when the tide recedes, uh, as an observer of the automotive industry over the decades, chances are there are going to be more electric vehicle owners when this is over compared to uh, a year ago. Absolutely. Right now, it's hard to find an EV, particularly an affordable EV. You're going to have to order one. You're going to have to wait a while. I have a friend who's been waiting for a Tesla Model Y for about six months now and is told he's got several more months to go. But there are a lot of new models coming coming to market. Uh, GM and Honda just announced this new joint venture to make affordable EVs in the $20,000 range. GM has started restarted building the Chevy Bolt again. You might remember that vehicle been on hold for more than six months because of a battery recall. So we're slowly starting to fill the pipeline. And a a lot of surveys I have seen show that $4 a gallon gas has been a reminder to people that you can't expect low gas prices forever. And it's increased interest in EVs. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive reporter based in Detroit. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, tricks and strategies to get through the airport when some of the passengers are children. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A gunman escapes capture after opening fire in a crowded New York City subway train. A special report coming up from CBS News. A survey finds people just entering the workforce are fans of coming into the office and in Travel Tuesday, making your way through the airport with kids or grandkids in tow. WBBM Business. The markets are higher. The Dow is up 91 points. The NASDAQ is up 84. The S&P 500 is up 15. AccuWeather says sunshine giving way to clouds, breezy and warmer for the rest of today, a high near 70, but mainly in the 50s along the lakefront, going down to 64 tonight. Right now in Chicago, we have 65 at O'Hare, 67 at Midway, 51 degrees at the lakefront at 1231. CBS News special report, a mass shooting in a New York City subway. I was coming up the stairs and I smell a lot of smoke. And coming up the stairs, I saw maybe a 16-year-old that was shot in the knee. You can clearly see the bullet. Police say a total of 10 people were shot, five critically. They are in stable condition. The NYPD says at least six others were injured when a man wearing a green construction vest put on a gas mask, set off a smoke bomb, and opened fire on a commuter train in Brooklyn. Mayor Eric Adams. First, let me say we're praying for all New Yorkers who were injured or affected by today's attack. Police Commissioner Keechan Sewell says they are still searching for the suspect. He is being reported as a male black, approximately five feet, five inches tall with a heavy build. He was wearing a green construction type vest and a hooded sweatshirt. The color is gray. She says police haven't ruled out anything, including terrorism. CBS News Special Report. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. It's 1232 on the noon business hour. Markets are in positive territory. We're joined by Chuck Carlson, the CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter based in Hammond. Chuck, thanks for joining us today. Markets are still higher, but they are off their highs from uh, earlier in the trading session. And when we spoke at 1020, uh, we did talk about the uh, Consumer Price Index report, that uh, number, 8.5%, the uh, highest since December of 1981, when one might have seen the movie Heartbeeps in the movie theater. And uh, like that movie, it was both uh, disturbing and compelling. And there is some, uh, there, there are, like, the numbers under the hood uh, indicate that inflation is cooling. And it seems like that is something investors are glomming onto today, that if, if, if inflation is turned a corner uh, that maybe the uh, pace of interest rate hikes uh, may be uh, a little slower than originally promised. Perhaps. Uh, I, again, uh, I, I think it's it's you shouldn't base uh, you know extended period of time on inflation on kind of one month's data. But you know, people looking for possibly a peak in the inflation number, they did get a little am- ammunition based on the report today. Um, so we'll see. But, I, you know, again, there's there's still plenty of upward pressure in the system. There's still supply chain issues. There's still uh, Ukraine-Russia uh, uh, conflict. Uh, there's still gasoline prices, which, you know, continue to move up. They're up about 7% today, as a matter of fact. So there's still some upward pressures here, upward pressure on wages. Uh, so we'll see if, if maybe the, the cooling has started and, more importantly, if it's going to continue over the next few months. At last check, the uh, Dow Transports Index uh, was up a little bit today, uh, which is a nice little reversal compared to uh, the, the recent trend uh, where a number of stocks in the uh, Dow Transport Index have just been completely punished, uh, starting with the trucking industry and, and tying that into the core CPI number. Uh, there seems to be a cooling off 
in the uh, in the durable goods space, and that uh, the supply chain might have actually uh, built up some redundancies into the system uh, that were not in place uh, several months ago, and that is translating into uh, a lower. Uh, a reduced demand for trucks and trucking. Um, does does that theory uh, is that supported by the facts? Uh, well, well, we'll find out. As you know, that you know, markets are kind of forward looking, and, and the Dow Jones transportation average is certainly forward looking, especially as a barometer on future economic activity. And that's why we watch it so closely. And as you mentioned, that index went to a new significant low on Friday. It went below its February 23rd low. So the fact that the Dow Jones transportation average has continues to make new lows does not give me a lot of comfort in saying that future economic activity is, is um, you know, all's well and good. So we're going to continue to watch the transports, but if they continue to kind of make lower lows here, that, that does put the onus on future economic activity and you know sets up what would be a, a pretty bad situation for the broad market if you have inflation which remains you know stubbornly high against the backdrop of a declining economy you know that that's kind of the definition of stagflation, and that's terrible for stocks. And uh, when it comes to uh, the Dow Transports Index, you have trucking companies, you have railroads, you have some uh, shipping companies, as in on the water, and uh, airlines. And is it uh, is it just trucking companies uh, that are getting hit very hard, or is the pain evenly spread out in the Transports Index? Yeah, it's the truckers that have really gotten pasted. The, the, the rails have come off their high. Some of them, like uh, Union Pacific, for example, which is a prominent player in the Dow Transports, that's off over 10% from its high. The, the airline stocks, you know, which are typically all over the place, are pretty lightly weighted in the Dow Jones transportation average. And the two that really carry a lot of weight are the, the, the truckers and the rails, and those are the two areas that have been beaten up a bit. So hence the, the weakness in the index. And then what about the airline industry? Because uh, we looking at the TSA numbers, uh, we're almost back at 2019 levels, yet uh, some airlines are, uh, at least their stocks, are really underperforming. Yeah, they are, and, and it's a little curious. Uh, the airlines, uh, and, and it was in the, the latest CPI report, and when you looked at airline fares, have, have actually gone up pretty sharply. So there appears to be some pricing power there because the demand still seems to be there and there seems to be some pricing power. I think, you know, they're facing a pretty big headwind with fuel costs. Uh, and, and again, the weakness in those stocks or the, the inability for them to sustain anything to the upside may indicate that, you know, down the road, three to six months from now, consumer spending because of inflation may impact uh, air travel. So that is something that bears watching as well. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond, Indiana. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday. Making your way through the airport can be a challenge, especially if you're with kids or grandkids. Let's get some help from Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of the Traveling Mom com based in Chicago. Cindy, thanks for joining us. And oh, what timing, because uh, I will be taking the three youngins uh, through O'Hare Airport on uh, 
Thursday morning as we uh, fly down to Disney World and uh, on our way to a long-delayed Disney cruise. So this will be our first trip uh, through the airport since October of 2019. A very different uh, airport experience. And uh, what can we and what can families expect uh, if they're going uh, through, going on a flight uh, for their uh, upcoming spring break? Well, it's it's a tough time to be flying. The, the planes are about as full as I've seen them, and the waits are as long as I've seen them, and the stress is about as high as it's been in a long time. So there, there are a bunch of ways, though, uh, that we recommend at Traveling Mom that you can make it a little easier. And the first one actually starts before you ever leave home, and that is to leave home a lot earlier than you'd plan to, especially if you're driving to the airport. If, you, uh, if you're going to park your car at the airport, book a parking spot so you make sure you have one because the planes are full and lots of people are driving there. They don't, still don't want to take um, public transit, maybe. So book your spot at the airport. Get there early. I know that's always a, a challenge. How am I going to entertain the kids at the airport? But get there early because the lines at TSA are long. Um, and just plan to entertain them at the airport. If they're really little, find a gate an empty gate and let them, you know, play tag around the chairs. If, um, if you can't find an empty gate, then make sure you've brought the electronics. You know, this is not the time to tell kids that they can't be buried in an iPad. This is really the time when you say, thank God we have technology and we can put a movie on for the kids. Oh, yes. Uh, this week has been devoted to uh, downloading uh, everything from Disney Plus onto the iPad so they can uh, amuse themselves uh, both at the airport or on the airplane. So don't get hung up on a no screen time philosophy. you got to be very pragmatic in moments like this. Well, and most importantly, then, if you've done that, pack a power strip because, you know, the airports still haven't done a great job of having enough outlets for everybody. So if you're the guy that's got the power strip where you can plug in eight or ten things at a time, even if you get there and all the plugs are taken, you can very politely say, hey, do you mind if I plug this in and then I'll plug yours into my power strip and I can plug all the kids in and everybody will stay powered up because you don't want them to lose power at this. And another thing you need to keep in mind, you know, we all know that it's been hard to hire workers. So remember, that's everywhere, right? That's going to be at the McDonald's at the airport. It's going to be at TSA. It's going to be everywhere. All the lines are going to be longer. So make sure the kids are prepped. I'm a big believer in talking the kids through it, especially if it's their first time to an airport or, as is the case now, the first time in a long time. Make sure they understand they're going to have to wait a long time. There's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be kind of chaotic. Uh, you might even, you know, there's some good YouTube videos you can let kids watch to see what the experience is like to go through TSA. Um, and I, I, you know, I think this is the time to pack your own snacks, bring a refillable water bottle, empty it before you go through TSA, fill it up when you're on the other end. You won't have to wait in line at the, uh, you know, at all the kiosks to get food. And, you know, interestingly, um, one of my riders just flew into uh, or flew out of Austin, Texas, and people there in rental cars were abandoning their rental cars along the side of the road because the line to turn in the rental cars was so long they were afraid they were going to miss their flight because the um, there weren't enough employees at the rental car agencies. So plan ahead for everything these days. It might even be a good time to just book an overnight at the at an airport hotel and take the airport shuttle just to make everything a lot easier. And of course, uh, build in a lot of redundancy on uh, both ends of your flight. So if you're thinking about, oh, we'll get there and then go straight to the theme park, if you're flying to a Disney World or a Universal Studios or some other destination like that, don't make plans 
for when you actually get there because you'll be sweating that reservation the entire time. Cindy Richards, editor editor-in-chief of the travelingmom.com based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday and still to come how interns feel about working remotely. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Working from home is a popular option for some employees, but not everyone wants to avoid the office. We welcome in Rick Cobb, the founder of the workplace consulting firm Two Discern, based in Chicago. Rick, thanks for joining us today. And of course, we're talking about uh, office interns, where the almost the entire value of the internship comes from going into an office, observing a professional environment, and building some professional connections, which is something that can't really happen via email or video chat programs. Absolutely, Rob. This is actually this is the other side of the equation we've been wrestling with, and it's critical for, for new hires and interns, not just for the intern themselves, but also for the employer. So um, the institutional knowledge that someone gains working in an environment, a working environment, and, and learning by almost observing, which many people do learn as opposed to just reading or, or, or any other way. And then the opportunities to expand your experience because you are present and therefore able to take on a task that uh, otherwise either might not be done or delegated. Uh, the social connection that you build with not just your peers who might know of opportunities for you in other places, but also with your management team where they will be able to refer you if the internship doesn't lead to a job there. They may think kindly of you or positively of you and refer you to another opportunity. And uh, are, are internships, though, starting to uh, uh, regain their value as offices uh, go to, at the very least, a hybrid mode where they're in office you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then working remotely Monday and Friday? Yeah, I mean, anecdotally, I don't think internships have ever been more popular than they are now. Uh, if you look at where the holes in many organizations are, they tend to be, I wouldn't want to say entry level, but at the at the STEM background uh, environment. And And when you hire somebody right out of school, their ability to make a contribution in that area is is not impaired. They can hit the deck right away. So you want them. And and the likelihood that somebody that does an internship in your organization uh, and does well will feel good about staying there if an offer is extended and uh, is, is much higher. And people don't look uh, when they're working. So it, it really hasn't waned. Um, the challenge, I think, for a lot of the human resources functions in many companies is how do you how do you extend your culture? and keep people engaged when you don't actually get to see them face-to-face. That's been more of a challenge. And then in general, you know, how you mentioned there was uh, internships are are more popular than ever. What is the compensation for a college internship uh, in this day and age? I mean, way back when I was an intern for uh, Kevin Matthews, the legendary Chicago radio personality. uh, I remember. 23 years ago, and the compensation was college credit. Uh, Is it still uh, college credit for a lot of people, or do you get a stipend or a transportation uh, check every month just to cover the costs of uh, taking the train or parking? I I can't speak uh, completely across the board, but I think any organization that's not paying at least least a decent wage of $15 an hour, $12 to $15 an hour, is hurting themselves. Why bother? If they're there, you have them there because they can make a difference and make a contribution. Some of the most uh, valuable work that I've done over the last probably 15 years uh, has come on the backs of research 
and work that the interns could do for me that I didn't really even have the skill sets to do. Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm Too Discerned in Chicago. Thanks for joining us. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.